the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten men made clean, but the other nine? Where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Word of God, word of life. You may be seated. Do you know that cultivating and expressing gratitude can make a huge impact in your life? There has been significant research done on the effects of gratitude, and according to Harvard Health Publishing, most studies support an association between gratitude and an individual's well-being. Expressing sincere gratitude can help you have more positive emotions. It can improve your mental and your physical health. And it can help you have stronger relationships with God and with each other. Today's gospel lesson is about gratitude and the importance of praising God and thanking Jesus. The story begins as Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem and somewhere between Samaria and Galilee, 10 men with leprosy approached him. To get a better grasp of this story, it is helpful to recall or perhaps gain a fuller understanding of just what leprosy was then. In ancient times, leprosy had physical, spiritual, and social implications. Leprosy was a debilitating skin disease that, according to one commentator, made people look like a dead corpse. It was horrible. The disease often caused disfigurement of people's faces, of their bodies, and their extremities. It was painful, not only physically, but also emotionally and relationally. People with leprosy were considered ritually unclean. They could not go to the temple to worship. 
it was believed that they could transfer their uncleanliness to others. Consequently, people with leprosy were isolated from their families and excluded from society. In our lesson, the ten lepers were outcast. They were far enough away to be socially and appropriately distanced from the travelers along the road, yet they were near enough to call out to Jesus for mercy. Of those ten men, we know at least one was identified as a Samaritan. Jews and Samaritans were enemies with centuries of bad history festering between them. The hatred they held for each other was fierce. Yet, through the common bond of leprosy and rejection by their families and by society, they lived among each other, banding together to plead for what they so desperately needed. It is important to know these details to understand the miraculous nature of the events, especially for the Christians hearing this story for the first time. Imagine with me how stunned they must have been, Jews and Samaritans living in the same space, crying out together to Jesus and pleading for mercy. And then Jesus sending them away to the priest. That meant they were cleansed. Ten men leaving, yet one returning, praising God and falling at Jesus' feet. And as Scripture tells us, in a sentence all it, its own, and it was a Samaritan who did that. Imagine just for a moment the early Christians looking at each other in shock and disbelief. Much has been written about the nine who did not return. I often think they get a bad rap. I believe that there is scriptural evidence to indicate the ten believed in Jesus and that he had the power to help them. For the text reads, they all approached Jesus. They all called Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They all obeyed Jesus' command to go show themselves to the priest, except, except the one. But it is by faith that they believed that they will be cleansed if they follow Jesus' instructions. Without any evidence, of cleansing, all ten men 
began to make their way to the temple. And then in verse 16, it says, as they went, they were cleansed. Now, we know from the story that nine of them continued to the temple, knowing that once they were declared clean by the priest, they could be reunited with their families and they could re-engage with society. And oh, what a wonderful day that would be in their lives. They followed Jesus' instruction and they received what they had asked. Yet, we can learn from the one who returned. He too saw that he had received what he had asked. But when he was cleansed, he immediately returned to Jesus, the source of his healing. He saw the miraculous work Jesus had done. The Samaritan saw Jesus as more than just a healer. He saw God's healing power in Jesus' actions. He knew that Jesus was the Son of God. And his response? Go to Jesus and show his deep gratitude. You know, there is something amazing when we realize that God has provided for us when we ask something of God. Have you ever had that experience? I'm not necessarily talking about material things, though it could be so. What I'm talking about are things like when we ask for strength for another day, when we are absolutely exhausted. How about when we ask for relief when we are in pain? or comfort when we are afraid or maybe it is seeing changed behavior because the heart of a loved one for whom we have prayed, their heart has softened. It is quite easy to get caught up in the details of life doing what God asks us to do the pace of life we live often does not allow us to immediately reflect on God's faithfulness. It is easy to get distracted or forget that all that we are and all that we have comes from God. I wonder... Do we pause for a few moments to acknowledge God and thank God on the spot for what God has done or is doing in our lives? Or do we wait 
until Sunday and think that that is sufficient. In the translation, we generally read aloud on Sunday mornings. At the end of verse 16, it says, He, referring to the Samaritan, thanked him. He thanked Jesus. Author, preacher, and teacher, Caroline Lewis reminded me this week that the Greek word used in that verse is better translated in the present tense as thanking him. The Samaritan showed gratitude immediately through his words and actions as if being in a constant state of gratitude. The Samaritan did not offer Jesus a once and done thank you. And we know the last verse that the Samaritan's faith-filled response took him beyond being cleansed. His faith made him well. Gratitude as a way of being. Gratefulness expressed immediately and frequently by praising God and thanking Jesus as our response to all that we are and all that we have received through the endless love and grace of God. A family I know is teaching their children to see their whole life through the lens of gratitude. Some of you may be acquainted with the concept of roses and thorns. This family sets aside time at each evening meal to go around the table and each person shares something that they were grateful for that day, a rose. After that is done, they go back around the table and each person shares something that they struggled with that day, a thorn. And then they share and give thanks for the ways they saw God at work, even in the challenges and harder moments of life. So how do we say thank you to God? By living a life that is pleasing to God, not to gain anything, but as our response to God's abundance in our lives. We are to love God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind, and we are to love our neighbor as ourself. Practically speaking, we are to attend church, to worship, to serve, to share meals together, to pray, and to give. In her book, Help, Thanks, Wow, Anne Lamont writes, the two best prayers I know are help me, help me, help me, 
and then thank you, thank you, thank you. That's a pretty good summation of our gospel lesson today. While it may not be the only prayer we are to say, it certainly is a great start. Today, as you have heard, is the day that is set aside for us to give back to God what God has entrusted to us. For giving to the church is one way to express our gratitude for the many ways God has blessed us as individuals and as a church. The Samaritan modeled for us gratitude in its fullness. His encounter with Jesus transformed his life. Our encounters with Jesus can transform our lives and the lives of others as we respond by expressing our thanks to God with our time, our talents, and our financial resources. Showing gratitude is important. It is important to the giver. It is important to the receiver, and it is important to God. May we be faithful in big ways and in small ways to express our gratitude to God and to one another. Thanks be to God. <laughs>